0: Like, do the young people still like mashups? I mean, probably when they're good, I guess. But like, what kind of music are we talking about here?
1: Not music. Cutlery.
0: Oh, well then probably not then.
1: Today we are talking about the most majestic of utensils, the Mighty Spork.
0: Okay. <laughs> Mighty?
1: A listener sent it in. I'm a man of the people.
0: That is true, if nothing else. All right, well, let's get started then. Simply put, a spork is a hybrid eating utensil that takes elements of the spoon and the fork, you probably could have guessed that if you didn't know already, and merges them into something far better than either. Better, the sum of the parts kind of situation, you know?
1: 100%. And the name, also following this logic, comes from merging the words spoon and fork. Now, we'll get into the history of the word itself in a little bit, But first, let's talk about the utensil.
0: Sporks have been manufactured en masse since the late 19th century, and patents related to their design date back to at least 1874, which is a really, really long time ago.
1: (laughs) Way longer than I would have guessed.
0: Yeah, it feels like a 90s invention.
1: However, as useful as they are, kind of on the other hand, I'm shocked they're not the first thing that humans invented millions of years ago.
0: I feel like fire, spears, you probably needed those before the spork had its use.
1: Well, we, can, uh, we can agree to disagree.
0: Sporks can take various forms. Some have more tines. These are the stabby bits that are on the fork that the spork takes along. Some would have more tines than others. Some have a deeper spoon-like indentation, so you you know, like just the actual spoon part than mm. others. <laughs> and specific sporks for salad eating can be found fairly easily
1: you gotta like stab your tomato but you also want some dressing in there you know Yep. sporks have been made out of all sorts of materials over the years silver stainless steel aluminum stone wood and more today they are often fashioned out of plastic and are meant to be used just once before being recycled
0: i would assume that the plastic part is probably getting phased out now yeah, I think so, too. Like, I know in, in some countries, I think here, re, re, very recently, like, single-use plastic stuff, like, you just, you're just not allowed to do it anymore. So it has to be made of something else.
1: Yeah, you get paper straws everywhere.
0: So, we came across, though, another way in which sporks are wonderfully useful. They are often used in prison cafeterias as they aren't so easily transformed into a weapon.
1: Sporks literally save lives, is what we're saying.
0: They're also commonly used by hikers and other outdoors people for their versatility.
1: Hey, I don't want to get shanked on the trail either, you know? Indeed. (laughs) Very versatile. (laughs) This episode of Ingenious is brought to you by Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Let's say, Mike, that we founded the, uh, the International Spork Appreciation Society and we need a website. Esas. Esas. It's a very sassy website. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we're going to go with Squarespace because we get a beautiful website. We can engage with our audience. We can even sell like merchandise.
0: Or sporks.
1: Sporks. Uh, Spork-related content Squarespace would have us covered. And if we want to grow that business, if we're curious where our traffic is coming from, so we could go and improve our website and build a marketing strategy to get more people in the club of loving sporks. And we could stand out with email campaigns, so visitors could sign up. Uh, we, as the site owners, can craft those email campaigns so they look like our site. They use the same branding and the colors, et cetera. And those SEO tools go with the emails as well, so we can see how our emails are performing. Uh, I may not have a Spork-related website quite yet, but I have built a lot of sites on Squarespace over the years, uh, nonprofits, civic organizations, companies, individuals, I've helped all sorts of people with it. And it is so great to build on Squarespace because you're not running around trying to piecemeal a bunch of stuff together because Squarespace has all this stuff in one place out of the box. You can do all of these things and you can add features and content over time really easily. So head on over to squarespace.com slash for a free trial. There's no credit card required to sign up. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code ungeniused. That'll get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain name. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash And the code ungeniused will get you 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of Ungeniest and Relay FM. Okay, let's talk about some of the messy history around our beloved spork. If we must,
0: but for the record, none of this will tarnish the shine of the tines in our eyes. No, 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 no. Don't put the tines in the eyes. That's bad.
1: We mentioned that 1874 patent. It was filed by Samuel W. Francis, who described a combined spoon, fork, and knife. He really just went for it. In 1908, Harry L. McCoy was awarded a patent for a cutting spoon, followed by Frank Immenegger in November 1912, whose patent covered a spoon with tines on one edge.
0: If you took a spoon, a fork, and a knife, could it be like a sporf?
1: These are not three utensils.
0: These are just one. Are you getting it yet? Are you getting it? These three patents form a broad body of prior work, forcing more modern patents to be much more specific.
1: The history of the name spork is where things get weirder. The word spork originated in the early 20th century, showing up in a 1909 edition to the Century Dictionary. In 1951, Hyde W. Ballard filed an application to trademark the word for use on a spoon fork combination made out of stainless steel. In
0: 1970, Van Brode Milling Company registered a trademark, SPORK, it's all caps, SPORK! for a combination plastic, spoon fork, and knife. This trademark expired in 1990.
1: Over in the UK, a trademark for the word "spork" was filed in 1975 by Plastico Limited. In 1999, a company named Regal Zone—great names in the UK. Can I just say that two great companies? Get in names. the Regal Zone. Man. Uh, so they filed a suit to invalidate the trademark, claiming that it was a common noun that others should be free to use.
0: The judge in the case denied Regal Zone's claim, stating. I accept that the word spork involves a clever idea of making a single word by alighting the beginning of the word spoon and the end of the word fork. The fact that it is clever and the fact that the meaning of spork could be said to be obvious once it is explained does not mean that it is obvious what it is. Indeed, I would have thought that if one asked a person in 1975 what a spork was, he or she would not know. If one then explained what it was and how the word came about, one might then be told that it was obvious or that it was clever.
1: It is very clever. And I love it. Why not? Why not? Our thanks to Jesse for sending this topic in. And we also have a special thank you this week also for listener Michael, who mailed me a super cool pin from Expo 86. We spoke about that on Ungenius 183, the McBarge episode. Uh So uh, thank you to both Jesse and Michael this week. If you want to be like them and send in a topic, uh, there's a link in the show notes. You can also go to the website at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 186 you're going to look for a button that says submit feedback and you can send in your favorite weird Wikipedia topic and uh, it may go on the list for a future episode. And Mike, until next time we sit down and enjoy a salad together, say goodbye.
0: Goodbye. I tried to put good buy together like spork. I'm going to shank you in the cafeteria. <laughs> I think I deserve it, to be honest.